Cartridge blowers out there. This is N64 Life with myself, Cliff Foster, aka the amazing Cliff on the old Twitter, your guide through the world's greatest computer game console of all time, the Nintendo 64. And ladies and gentlemen, it's 2022. Yes, we made it. We made it. And I I didn't make it to the last podcast. <laughs> I had COVID. So that's why we didn't have our Christmas special. COVID! God! That's a new hurdle to be thrown at me. Um, Yeah, so I do apologise about that. But good news is, is that if you are subscribed on the old Twitch, that call-in show, it's not a forgotten about thing. This is going to be a regular thing. Um, I will be announcing on my first stream back, which will be Sunday, if you're listening to this. Uh, we'll be going back to normal uh, on the Fridays and the Sundays, 8.30 till 11 o'clock. Uh, I'll be doing the week monthly streams of you guys calling in as I'm playing games. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's time that we spend a bit of a moment and not a moment but a whole podcast to say thank you to some of the games that we've reviewed and we've hated <laughs> this year because <laughs> there's been plenty we've loved but plenty we can say we didn't quite like um and that's what this podcast's here for this is the n64 end of the year spectacular <laughs> Yes, I went away from extravaganza and doing it like Toby did. You know what? New me. Um, because as I said, I, I am going to be devoting more time to N64 Life, um, which would mean that over the next coming months, I am going to have to make some decisions about other things because I can't do everything. I can't do everything. And those decisions will be made. So anybody who does like me in other things, I might have to apologise uh, in in advance that this might be me. <laughs> I think I've found my thing. <laughs> and yeah, I will be sort of cutting back on a lot of things. Uh, don't worry, it's not me gone. Um, but at the same time, I can only do so much. And as you've heard with the you know this year there have been moments where i've had to cut back because of work um and then i have to cut back not just because of work but because of other commitments um in wrestling um in you know it's not going at the moment but wrw pod for instance if that was going as well i have to think to myself right what do i want to do what do i want to be known for and what do i enjoy creating the most and that's what I will be doing this year. I will be looking at everything else and saying, right, how how can I get more N64 life out of this year? And that's my main goal. It is honestly my main goal. But let's go away from that. Just 
I'm sort of alluding to things that I might be making uh, announcements for in the future. But um, what is happening on this podcast? We are going to be talking about every game that we've reviewed, we've played, and we've enjoyed. And as I said, we've hated as well. So sit back. We are covering so many computer games today. Like, I I don't know how I'm going to fit this into an hour and a half. Uh, This is where you're actually looking at time going, Clifford, it only says 58 minutes. But in my head, I just don't understand how I'm going to fit this all into an hour and a half. But this is the end of the year spectacular let's do this and now on bbc 64 and 64 live end of year spectacular 2021 Here we are on the red carpet, as out of the limousine steps Mario in his traditional overalls, followed by Princess Toadstool, as we know was christened Peach on this console with Mario 64, one of our mini-histories and talking about mini-histories. Following up the rear is Link with a big sign saying, I'm not Zelda, we know you're not, but we also are still questioning if you're dead or not from Mini History of Zelda Part 2, followed by Mr. Afro Thunder, the boxer, as well as Indiana Jones. And uh, oh, j- just behind them is Mr. Dan Danger. Yes, with his normal explosions as he celebrates saving Silicon Valley, Space Station Silicon Valley, uh, I know it crashed into the earth, but just just let him believe that he did for now. Followed by Robo Stanley, and he's he's def he's no no he's not doing that behind the box. He's not doing that behind the box. Robo Stanley there walking up from Custom Robo, and followed in a very fetching straight jacket is Mister Doom Marine. The poor bugger has been through a lot. Yes, even though he has seen some incredible sh- they keep sending him in to save everyone. Why do they keep doing it to him? Why does it have to be him? Why are they not sending a whole army in with him? <sighs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to the N64 Live End of Year Spectacular 2021, where we will be doing five awards this evening, starting with the games of the year. And we're not just going to be doing a game of the year for the podcast. We're going to be doing a game of the year for the streams as well, because we played a lot of those games, lots and lots of games. We are also going to be looking at possibly those games we did not quite enjoy, if that's reviewing for a podcast, if that is... uh, playing along uh, with me on a Friday or a Sunday. 
Um, as well as, as you heard there, with Cust- uh, with Robo Stanley walking into the stadium. We, we, it, at the end of the day, we we've, we've made some characters. <laughs> some of those characters are real characters. Some of those characters we've just given names to. Um, and we'll be going through some of those characters we've invented along the way. So there's going to be a lovely award for those guys, as well as the last award. And that award is my favourite newfound N64 game for last year. So let's crack on. Let's start with Game of the Year for the podcast. Because we have been... I mean, like, we cover... Not just one game, but two games per show most of the time. And and it's a weird old thing because I, 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 I've got to admit, I, I, there was a massive learning curve for me for the amount of time that you have to put into research. Because you may well think you know a game, but research is a difficult thing and you can't just use the likes of Wikipedia out there because... Guess what? People bloody invent things on there. (laughs) And you just can't rely on it. And you have to look through sources. And, you know, very lucky to have the N64 anthology. Um, It's really good to have uh, a soundboard like um, Glenn Plant uh, with his videos to say, okay, let's watch back on Glenn's stuff. Let's see if anything contradicts what Glenn has said. Um, and I do use that. I don't ever use it as a source, but I definitely use it as a um, as a bit of a... Okay, is, have I made a mistake here? Um, you know, and I'm very lucky with that because it is a very popular console. And these games have... A lot of these games have had a lot of time for people that have um, already reviewed them. Um, but the major thing was, was I, I had to then write the notes but i had to spend a good quality time on those games um and i would always look at each of these games that i've reviewed in a battle for gingers and go right i've got to at least play these games for about sort of I, I wanted to always put in about 15 hours before i could turn around and say right it's ready for a battle for gingers and he's putting about 15 hours then when i come to actually writing my notes and go right this is the next battle for gingers I have to then um, uh, actually play the game again um, because I've I've put about 15 hours before, but then sort of try to write as many notes whilst playing and then take those random devil scratchings (laughs) and then to convert that into actual notes that I can use when recording um, and actually making it, you know, that I'm not just jumping from one thing to another. I'm actually keeping it into a flowing podcast for you guys to listen to um this year we with the podcast we we did see some big games get covered like we we've seen the likes of conquer's bad fur day which is a huge game and it's a game that's asked for a lot on the streams and it, i didn't ever want to go like i have this year i've i've, I've mapped out what games we're going to get every month and I didn't want to hit all of the heavy hitters in our first full year. But uh, quite soon on, I decided to do Conquest Bad Fur Day because it hit its 20th anniversary last year. Um, as well as doing like the mini histories with uh, Mini History of Zelda. Obviously, that's a big game, or Ocarina of Time. But then at the same time with the podcast, I had to 
think to myself, right, well, there, there's games that are the sort of tier below, like has big fandoms, um, but they're not uh, the big, big hitters for the console. So the likes of 1080, Blast Corpse, uh, Yoshi Story, Major, uh, well, you, you had Mischief Makers, you had Kirby 64, all three of them being in the same Bloom podcast. You had Killer Instinct Gold. Um, there's been lots of those sort of games that I think are sort of that, that tier where a lot of people do remember, have a lot of fond memories. Those podcasts, um, you know, they were nice because it, it sort of triggered memories in people. Um, but then I've tried to introduce you guys to as many new games as I possibly could. And some really good ones like Vigilante 8, um, Ready to Rumble, which is not a known N64 game. Definitely a known Dreamcast game, but not really much of a known N64 game. Um, Space Station Silicon Valley, uh, which is a game that I hold very dear to my heart. But I know that... You know, it's not as well known as I possibly would say it should be. Um, you know, and that's what I try and do. And that's what I've done mapping out 2022 as well. So we, we come to some big moments. And obviously, as I said, we had, we had Conker's Bad Fur Day and Space Station Silicon Valley face off against each other. And in fact, that was a big moment for the podcast because that was the first po- podcast that I said, let's do this. It wasn't. That was mini history of uh, Zelda Part 2. I'm that sad. I do know this. No, it was this piece of music was created. It, it, I mean, Jordan Cook, Christopher Jordan Cook. Go and give the guy a follow. He is an incredibly talented man. And I feel really honored that he created the theme tune created this bed music he's created this character to n64 life that i you know i gave him a brief of what i wanted but he he brought it to life and it's as better than i ever could imagine and this guy's worked with people that i look up to like mr biffo with uh he's worked with mr biffo he's worked with under consultation he's worked for you know the Nightmare Podcast, um, uh, Temple Dis- uh, D- Discussions. He's, he's he's done music for lots and lots and lots of streamers and podcasters out there. And I feel really honoured to sort of be a part of his extended music family. Um, and and I've got to... It, it's, it's, it was a bit sad saying goodbye to the old theme. It was just, a, it was just something that I found on YouTube. It was literally just something I found on YouTube... I'm a big Bowser fan. I tend to use Bowser when I'm uh, especially Mario Kart. Um, so I thought, right, we, we use the Bowser N60, uh, Bowser boss uh, theme tune, the first one when you encounter him. Um, it's a good one, and I'll make it a bit, find a metal version of it. But at the same time, this is now has its identity. This is completely unique. It's it's taken from my love of Banjo-Kazooie. Um, Banjo-Kazooie is... Uh, one of my favorite games it's definitely banjo and kazooie um both of them together are my favorite character ever in a computer game they are my favorite characters um but uh yeah but it's definitely you know top two um games of all time uh banjo kazooie and um yeah it's it's great to see um it's great to have this piece of music and it really have that identity to it 
Um, going away from the theme tunes, obviously we have covered a lot of games on this podcast already. Because as I said, there's two per blinking show when it's a battle for Jinjos. Um, and we, we've also had the mini histories. You know, we had the mini history of Zelda and the Ocarina of Time in the first one doing all that research of how it was made. And it, that was beautiful. I lo- really enjoyed that, uh, doing that research of, you know, watching the old uh, demo videos and uh, dev videos. and uh, It was really fun and actually finding uh the what they would have played it's the first playthrough um uh on the dev kits and all that jazz um i found it i have it on my everdrive uh which has been really really good fun um and the majora's mask the majora's mask uh episode uh so part two is one of my favorite things i've ever recorded there is a show for wrw pods that it is that was I, I give myself a huge pat on the back of how creative that was um but i really enjoyed that show not just because the amount of research i had to do um but it, it brings to life actually a game that is overshadowed by the greatest game of all time but it's fundamentally more of a creative game um it's it's a weird one it's a weird one i think with majora's mask it's very much the sort of brother that doesn't get the attention that the other one does. So I, I really wanted to give it that, uh, you know, that love. Um, we, we were playing through it on um, the uh, streams, but we'll be stopping that because it's a new year. So we will be coming back to it at some point, though. Um, we, we also had the mini history of Project Reality. We had the 25th anniversary of this console. And the mini history of Project Reality was a great one to go through as well. Um, as well as the last mini history that we had of the year, which was mini history of Mario. Now, I really enjoy that. I, I, I've always said that I'm not an expert on the N64. I'm not. But that's the end goal. And when I'm doing this research, it is really fun to get in there and get into the nitty gritty of all of these mini histories and we've got some really big mini histories around the corner as well this year we see we see the mini history of Star Fox 64 to jump off the top of my head that is gonna be so much fun that's only a couple months away as well um that's gonna be so much fun to do and i've got really cool guest on for that one um somebody that i look up to and admire a hell of a lot and uh yes that's gonna be awesome with the Star Fox 64 um but that, that's been one of the great things is not just um, doing this podcast by myself because it was a fairly daunting task to think to myself, I'm going to do a one-man booth. And to do a one-man booth with just you talking, it's it's really hard because I'm sure you know that like with the stupid beginning, I, I like to do things a bit, you know, Mark and Lard. I like to do things a bit thick and bob. I like to, you know, I, I do like the comedy element as well as it being factual. I want it to be entertaining. And it was really hard to go, right, you're not part of a double act anymore, Cliff. You've you got to do this all by yourself. And you might think you're funny, but there's plenty of bloody people that don't. So, um, yeah, you got to try and figure out how to make this entertaining. And be creative with it. Try and do something different with it. Um, which I didn't want to just be, oh, well, this is a game. This is what I think. See you later. Bye. I always wanted to make it fun for you guys. Um, and and the great thing was, was it then opened me up to say, actually, 
I can have guests on. And the first guest we had, which wasn't last year, it was the year before, was Ross. Um, but I will give a huge shout out to Ross because Ross is a good friend of mine from the world of wrestling, uh, part of the wrestling familia. And there's a bit of an age difference between me and Ross, but there, there's memories there with the N64. So when we were chatting about me doing this podcast, he started opening up. And I was like, actually, do you know what? I, I, I would really like you to be on the show. And I thought, well, that's a good idea because i'm not the only one to have a lot of passion behind this console so it'd be great to have other people that do and it opened me up because it was somebody i was comfortable with anyway we've shared a mic before um so i didn't have to worry about there being no chemistry between two of us and it was lovely um but that opened my confidence up to then offer my mic out to other people and my channel out to other people you know we've had misha we've had harry uh on the stream and you know misha with his batshit crazy uh theories on zelda and harry who's just such a good streamer you know if you haven't already harriet underscore manga girl um go and give her a follow on twitch brilliant streamer and just a lovely human bloody being um so it was an honor to have them two on we had obviously a morpher and pocket ninja you know they're a married couple and the the charisma both of them have and the knowledge a morpher has and the, it's just they're like this perfect little boiling pot of knowledge with some of these first person shooters uh that we get for this console and uh they will be coming back we have only just brushed the sur uh brushed the surface with them uh we will be having them back for a quake episode we don't you worry they're not gone yet even though pocket ninja does like to crop in and uh destroy the streams and destroy the podcast um no they're not done yet they'll be back as well as another person that i've admired from the start and um i've been quite open i didn't really know what a twitch was uh, when I started doing this, you know, I'm a podcaster, Patrick. Um, I think that Martin from Now and Then 64 is somebody that I've looked up to a lot since starting streaming. You know, <laughs> he's tried to teach me bits, but I, I've learned bits along the way. Like, I remember <laughs> one of the first streams I saw of his, I, I got him from the beginning, and I was like, oh, there's a countdown at the beginning. He was like, yeah, countdowns are pretty normal cliff I was like, are they uh, yeah you really want to know when people you're gonna start oh okay um so yeah so martin from uh now and then 64 um i deliberately like he said to me after doing that interview and it was it's one of my you know thank you to everyone who's been on one but me and martin together that felt like 15 minutes of chatting um, i mean it flew by and I deliberately held back on some questions. And that's because Martin is going to be, hopefully this year, making quite regular appearances. Um, <laughs> to the point of, maybe he gets his own section. Um, <laughs> but no, and I think it was an absolute pleasure. And it, was a, it was a pleasure to sort of uh, repay the favour uh, with the podcast, with appearing on his uh, streams as well. Um, you know, so I've been very, very lucky with that. Now, the game of the year for the podcast, you know, it, it was really hard because I, I tried, tried to categorize it. And one of the things that I haven't done this year, um, talking about Immorpher and Pocket Ninja a minute ago, was look at mods. 
and it was the first year that I've ever really played some of these mods. So we we had the banjo mods. I really like like the stay at homes and oh anything that that Kirko I think it's Kirko uh, that they do is absolutely fantastic with the banjo mods. And and these the Yoshi Yoshi Island two sixty four which is brilliant a Mario sixty four mod. Um, to the amount of stuff that people can do with these games. I didn't know that. You know, had to have my own version of Doom 64 is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so I'll be forever grateful to Amorpha for that. that. That's really made me smile. And it's just a simple thing of changing the names of things. But it was scary how accurate it was. Um, thank you to Matty and Misha. I believe it was you two that was uh, it were influencing a lot of those decisions, like Ribena. Uh, yes, I do have an absolute obsession with Ribena. Um, but it was great to see what we could do with these mods. And, you know, I, I one thing I did get myself this year was a Japanese N64. And one of the things that I wanted to do was look back at games that I couldn't play uh, in the past. Um... You know, because they they were locked uh, behind the fact of that it was Japanese exclusives. And once I got my better television, I was able to do that. And that wasn't just on the Japanese N64, but that was also on the EverDrive. Um, and then learning about these mods, these translated mods. You know, I think that it, it, it's been really, really cool that, that I've been able to expand what i can do with the podcast because of the everdrive like you I, if it wasn't for the everdrive i i couldn't have given you you know indiana jones and the infernal machine there was no way i was going to get that cartridge and even though i've got the cartridge now spider-man 64 as well spider-man the game um i i think that that will be coming next year um or the year after it hasn't been scheduled in for this year to be honest um because it might be a funny episode, that's what I'm going to say. But, I mean, like, even rare games like Paper Mario, that hasn't come up on the podcast yet, but will be coming up at some point. Um, a bit of a, a RPG versus RPG. Um, but, you know, Paper Mario, uh, Kirby 64, um, these games that um, can be more expensive to buy those cartridges. Um, but I think that... Another thing is that we, we've 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 covered so many different games from the sort of Nintendo exclusives uh, to the multi-platforms, and I, I've always looked into that. So we've had like talking about Morpho again, Doom sixty four, Ready to Rumble, Vigilante eight, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two, Mortal Kombat four, Resident Evil two. Um, you, you know, we've even had like wrestling games you know we i've tried to hold back on that because as you know my my other love is wrestling and i've tried to hold back on that but i did give you a little taste with that uh wwf attitude versus uh wrestlemania 2000 um we'll go into that a bit more in a bit but you know the attitude was a multi-platform game and afterwards wrestlemania 2000's no mercy went went uh, just solely for the n64 and backlash which would have been the um the sequel to n64 uh, so no mercy um so there's been so much i've always tried to cover with this podcast is i don't just look at 
what games match up, but I'm thinking, okay, well, we did a lot of console exclusives, or we, we're doing too many um, multi, we're doing too many multi-platforms. And, you know, I was saying about the mods, the mods will be coming into it as well. There's already a scheduled mod versus mod out there coming. There's a mod versus mod coming, um, which will be really, really cool. Um, so it's, it's always expanding. And this podcast is the sort of fundamentally the my, my bread and butter of this podcast. So what was the best game? that we covered so i put it to twitter quite like what i do with the battle for jinjos i put it to you guys and let you guys vote of what our game of the year was and i, I sort of narrowed it down to four however we we start off with one that we've just done which was resident evil 2 now i had a lot of praise for that podcast so thank you very much if you did message me or email me or dm me loads of people contact me about that and said it was my favorite episode which is random because I didn't feel that when I came out of <laughs> after recording it. Um, so we had Resident Evil 2. Uh, we had WrestleMania 2000. The only game on here to win 5-0. The only game. We had Conker's Bad Fur Day, which was a game that was great to actually go and research. It was a game that very much changed lastminute.com uh, from a cutesy platformer to the game it was in the end as rob as well as revisiting some of the great works of robert beanland uh in that game it's i mean phenomenal uh with these sort of mounts different music it, it just it was award-winning as bafta award-winning so that's all we need to say about that and then we have doom 64 now doom 64 was a pleasure to go and research as well because i really didn't know the history of doom 64 uh, it was very much a game that, it, it, at the end of the day, you know, with Doom 64, it was between that or Ocarina of Time. And I thought, no, Doom 64, because at the end of the day, it was it was a game that I did not see it for what it was. It's the best of Doom. It's the best of Doom. I d- didn't really ever know of that. And sort of the, the different things that they put in that game. Go, go and listen back to that podcast. I'm not going to do it here. So I put it out to you, and from top, from bottom to top, so in last place was Conker's Bad Fur Day with fourteen percent of the vote. Resident Evil Two came in with eighteen percent of the vote. WrestleMania Two Thousand came in with twenty five percent of the vote. So winning with no influence from Amorpha <laughs> with forty three percent of the vote is Doom 64. And do you know what? I, I, I've I said this a few times. I fucking love that game. I mean, I will play that more than I will Goldeneye. I know that, that some of you might go, what? But I, those that have played it, I play Doom 64 more than I do Goldeneye. Definitely more than I do um, uh, what the game was facing off against, Duke Nukem. I, I definitely play it more than that. But I, I mean, it's a, it's a flipping fantastic game. And if you haven't got Doom 64, you can get it on quite a few formats. Yeah, I think, believe you can get it on Switch. I believe you can get it on Steam. 
um it's it's definitely worth picking up and it's definitely worth running through and if you really want to learn more about doom 64 go and check out amorpha anything doom quake uh that's that engine those engines sorry those engines not that engine it's those engines um right shall shall we shall we go on to a bit of character of the year shall we uh we'll take a break first go go grab yourself some coffee or tea go 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 so character of the year now if you've never watched the streams this one might be a bit weird because we're talking about character of the year but actually if we're going down the list of characters only one of them is technically the name of the character um that we are talking about and this is a weird one because the great thing about uh, streams on twitch or youtube uh, youtube if you do it there or facebook gaming or wherever you do your streams is that you're not alone <laughs> yet things can happen that are completely out of your control if that's the game you're playing but it's then how people interpret that and we've had it quite a few times with some of these characters that it wasn't me that said it it's someone else or it's something that we've all sort of instantly fought together and we've all laughed together and that's the major thing is streaming to me it's not just about playing these games it's not about creating it's about like it's like going to the pub and seeing your friends doesn't feel like i'm ever creating on stream um and it's just like an active conversation you know right we'll go, we'll go down to we'll go down some of the ones that haven't made this list but we we've had recently like the bear that just follows you in south park he just follows you he appears that he's a, he appears that it's a um a villain because it's coming right for us you know it's 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 doing what the game the show says it's coming right for us so it doesn't come out up as a green dot at the bottom it comes up as a yellow dot as if it's one of the turkeys you know we we had quite a bit of laugh doing my um david attenborough impression you know like here we have the bear as it follows us across the plain not really knowing why it's there you know i, I was doing that while um uh, you know as it was following us around um you had uh, the multiple times where i've shouted at the computer game because an npc has said oh why don't you hit c up to find out no you wouldn't say that in normal life why would you why would an npc tell you what button to hit you know it's, it's different when games have done it like put it in the brackets like in the brackets at the bottom this is what you need to do but the the character in its speech bubble is literally telling you to hit a controller no no don't do that why would you do that oh it's triggering me already um as well as characters that you guys have loved that sort of have come to life on the channel and nine times out of ten it's all just coming from you lot like if you look at kirby kirby uh i've not really ever been a huge kirby fan apart from the smash brothers i haven't really ever played any of the games you know um i never had any of the uh, kirby games for the uh 
Game Boy, I I, I, I I used to like the character. Don't say I dislike him, but you guys have made Kirby quite a prominent figure with the channel. Because your love for them, mainly Sarah. But no, I think, but then Sarah's love for them has sort of just rubbed off on you lot. Because Kirby has become a huge part of, you know, discussions on our channel. And also our favourite game when I'm doing a uh, GoldenEye Death Run, which is... Let's name the let's name the soldiers. So obviously we've got different faces for the soldiers. We just seem to name them. I remember one stream us just naming every single one of them as we ran past them. You know, and I think we've got the four that were up for the vote, and these are the four most prominent, I would say, over the year. And one of them wasn't created this year. It was a beast that I made with the first ever podcast, which was the whole Justice for Timber. You know, the Justice for Timber movement is still going very, very strong. So Timber had to be in that. It has to be in discussion, doesn't he? Obviously, it's his island. It's not Diddy Kong's. Diddy Kong was invited, and now he's stealing all the thunder. Justice for Timber. Justice for Timber. Anyway, um, another one was somebody that uh, appeared at quite a dark time for me. Because if you didn't know already, we we, we played on the stream this year. Um, uh, we played in its entirety uh, Ocarina of Time. Now, the reason why I started playing this game was I lost my um, good friend, uh, Jago, beginning of the year to COVID. And I wanted to stream and, you know, streams are very much my happy place. Uh, I do love streaming with you guys and it does cheer me up. Um, it, it can do the opposite, but nine times out of ten, it can. Most of the time, it cheers you up. Um, not that you make it negative when things go wrong. Um, <laughs> just, to, just to get that out there. Um, and I came on stream and I think it was not many people on. Um, it was maybe Chloe, Benji. Um, there was a couple of people, other people possibly. And I was like, I'm just on. I just want to play a game that would just cheer me up and that's going to be ocarina of time you know so let's play ocarina of time um at the same time uh tom campbell was playing it um i think he started just the, the week we did um so it was it was nice to play along with him for a bit but we 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 massively overtook <laughs> um but no but it, it was nice to sort of play along with that and uh yeah that first stream back i was like right we're gonna give him a stupid name because uh it was stolen from you know from tom tom called his dickhead and i said to you guys you know what what are we gonna call our our link what is he gonna be called and i think chloe and benji went did this back and forth and one of them said arsewipe and i was like okay arsewipe it is so we've had legends of arsewipe um continuing on uh, over that time as well and i'm sure us white will appear back in ocarina of time at some point um but yeah it, even though it is a silly name it's still the same character no matter what you call it i think that the name Arsewipe uh for link will have a very special meaning to me because it cheered me up when i needed it the most and that's why you come back to these games it's when you need cheering up the most and yeah Arsewipe will continue on. I'm sure he'll come back. We aren't done with Majora's Mask. Um, it's just that I feel like new new year, new us. And there's a game that I want to play. And I want to play it with you lot. 
So, yeah, our swipe. And then we had Robo Stan Lee, which came completely out of nowhere because we were played for the first time uh, Custom Robo, which is a... It, it's, it's, it's a... Um, Custom Robo is a uh, Japanese exclusive game, um, but some very clever sausages have translated it now. So one of the first games we played when we got the EverDrive working with Telly was uh, Custom Robo, and we completed that in its entirety as well. Now we had so many characters in that. Like literally, I could have we we created so much with Matty's, but obviously Matty. Uh, Matty and his uh, magical box, you know, he he went around. Matty was the star. But then we had Matty's dad, who just sat there doing all drinking coffee. Um, yeah, he just literally sat, sat there doing drinking coffee and reading the newspaper with his overly sized massive telly. Um, we had the, uh, I can't remember all their names, but we had the sort of rivals and all that jazz, but we, we had so many, like, taking the mickey out of the character designs, and it was just bloody wonderful. Now, one of those people that came in was Robo Stanley. Now, yet again, I can't actually remember the natural name of the character, but he was a guy with uh, white hair, white moustache. Um, he had 3D glasses on, a backwards baseball cap, and a cape. Now, he came swooping in after one of the tournaments, jumping down, and then went behind the custom robo table and definitely did not do anything apart from adjust the settings. Um, <laughs> spoilers, if you've never seen it, it looks like he's wanking. <laughs> and it was just, it was brilliant. And I think it made a lot of us smile during the sort of, um, you know, so we were coming out of lockdown and uh, sort of mid this year. I think it made us a lot of us laugh, a lot of us smile. And we got a lot of enjoyment out of Robo Stanley. The whole thing of, you know, Matty, uh, Matt, you know, Matty's journey uh, was, was brilliant because it's a really good game. But we'll go more into the game later. Spoilers. Um, as well as one evening... Uh, playing, uh, <laughs> I love it when things come out completely left field. Like, completely, like, when I get a moment of, oh, oh, oh! And this was one of those moments. So, we were playing, uh, for the first time, Mega Man 64. And it's one of those games that gets quite a bad rep. It is a American exclusive uh, on the N64. It has another title on the, uh, what's it, uh, Mega Man Infinity? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, it has another name on the uh, PlayStation. But yeah, on the N64, it was an American exclusive. American and Japanese. Then we have a European list. So, um, yeah, so I, we started playing that. Um, and then we came across a happy little fella uh, in the way of the monkey that you saved the game to, uh, which then became Save Monkey. Um he, he he loves dancing, Save Monkey. And I was just literally looking at how he's moving. And I was like, that's only one song. <laughs> and I literally was like, right, I don't care if this triggers any form of bloody... I don't care. I don't care if this is going to trigger on a copyright. I need to do this. And I literally had a moment. I searched it in my phone. Did it and he goes beautifully to the music 
does that little dance of his way. He sort of moves his arms up and down and goes to one side, then moves his arms up and down, goes goes to the other side. It, Save Monkey has become an emoji on our account. Like, he gets brought up regularly on the Discord, on the Twitch streams. Save Monkey has been a huge part of that. Um, so, yeah, so... <laughs> I know that sounds a bit random, all of that. Um, but that was... That was the nominations for Character of the Year. And I thought it would be just really funny because that's the great thing about all of these streams. The just complete randomness of the whole affair. So, starting. So, we had, obviously, we had Timber Tiger, Arsewipe, Save Monkey, and Robo Stanley. So, coming in at last, we have Arsewipe with 12%. Next, Robo Stanley at 18%. Next, we have Save Monkey at 24%. So in true N64 style, we have some justice for him. At 47% of the vote, it's Timber Tiger. Hashtag justice for <laughs> right, we we brought up. Uh, do you know what? We won't move away from Robo Stanley, or you know, or or Mega Man sixty four because there's been tons of games, and I mean absolute tons of games. I didn't really knew existed on this console, let alone anything else. I just I, I hadn't ever played them, and I'm learning, and I've got my big anthology, and I, I keep finding games. I'm like, oh god, I want to play that. And there's been some games that I thought I was going to love. Um, <laughs> Cliff and Train Sims don't get along. Um, I thought I was going to love that. Anyway, but, you know, with Doom 64, I hadn't ever played Doom 64. And I really enjoyed it. Um, Doshin the Giant. Doshin the Josh, Joshin, as I once called him on Twitter. And uh, our good friend, um, <laughs> Timson, took the mickey. But no, Josh, Doshin the Giant, um, he's... Uh, I love that game. That's like my one of my new fave chill games. And I will get the GameCube version because I need to know what's happening. Or can some clever sausage please just bloody translate this for me? Please, just... You, you're clever. Someone clever out there, just translate it for me, please. Um... We had um, Spider-Man, um, a game that I have played. I did play it for the PlayStation. Um, but uh, I, I really enjoyed Spider-Man. Really, really enjoyed Spider-Man. It helps, uh, as the amazing Cliff might imply. I'm a huge Spidey fan. So, um, yeah, that helped. But it is a game that I remember uh, playing over my friend Hugh's house. And I just really enjoyed it. And actually, to play it on the, um, uh, the, uh, the EverDrive, it was like... No, I want this on car, and it's a pretty red car, if you've ever seen it. It's a very pretty red car. And, uh, yeah, I was, like, really excited to get it, and I found it finally on eBay. Um, like, one of these things, not like, I want something, can I just go out and get it? No, I have to go investigate into it. The Paper Mario's, the amount... I will say this now, I have still not played Paper Mario. The amount of Paper Mario's I have missed out on, and Kirby 64's as well, Missed out on free over the last pff, couple of months. They just go outside of just what I'm willing to pay for the cartridge. Um, so literally, one was a quid. I was like, oh, I missed that. Um, but no, I, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's 
it's one of those things as a collector having that actual cartridge there and but playing these new games being enlightened some of these new games as i said i've had the mods as well um you know I've had, as i said i really like the banjo kazooie stay at home series that they did la uh, not last year year before um um amped up uh mario karts that's brilliant as well and there's so many clever people out there so many people clever people with mods but there was one game that definitely stood out for me last year of playing for the first time and to the point of i keep checking with the mods to see if somebody has done a translated version yet which they are working on of the sequel um I loved it. I really did. I really, before saying what the game was, so my winner of the uh, the new game or my new favourite game of 2021 uh, is an RPG. Um, it has a very 3D Pokemon style to the main world of, you know, go to this city, do this tournament. Um, but I really loved the gameplay because... It, it, it's not turn-based it's uh free roaming is that you you have a um you've more likely guessed what the game is now but you have a robot and you can customize this robot and you learn what guns best suit you and what what uh pods best suit you and what what jumping legs best suit you and i i think that it, it's it's one of those games that i just wanted it to be a bit longer I just, I just, I really wanted it to be longer, and I have done my recently my second ever run through of it, um, off of stream, completely me by myself uh, back in October. I was playing it, um, and it's just a bloody joy. And fair to say, it is in my top ten N sixty four games now. And it's random that a game that I've played in my 30s for the first time on a console that came out 25 years ago, and I'm still finding favourites, which is bloody lovely. So, the winner of my favourite new game of 2021 was Custom Robo. <laughs> I know there's loads of sequels out there. I know there's GameCube versions. I know there's Game Boy Advance versions. There's there's plenty for me to, to sink my teeth into. You know, we had a regular appear. We haven't seen them for a while, but Witch Doctor, we we had a regular appear um, uh, because they were a custom Robo fan, which is pretty cool that we can sort of get new followers based off of that. Oh well, I'm a fan of this franchise, not just the console they did like to keep asking if we were going to play different types of custom robo and i was like well that one didn't come out for the n64 did it no but the the, the name suggests that i might not play that one <laughs> oh dear. anyway let's go back onto the games that you were voting for and go and take a breather but when we're back we're gonna be playing we're gonna be talking about some of the shit games we've been playing as we go through what was the worst game of this year? So, on the streams, if you didn't know already, there are follower goals. And every time I hit 
100 so our first one was 200 but every time i hit 100 new followers i have to play a terrible game and basically that's called project reality check because even though i absolutely adore this console even though i will defend it to the hilt i'm not that silly not to know that there were some bloody stinkers that came out for this and when we hit um our 200 target we were playing a game that splits the stream definitely on uh, if people love it or hate it and that's that's south park the uh the acclaim version of south park uh the lovely version that um uh is pretty much just a modded to rock um we were playing that and um and uh, we hit our 200 target. And when we hit our 200 target, that meant that I had to play in its entirety. Still haven't done it. Uh, Superman 64. And you still can claim with chat points to claim that back. I might have to drop how many chat points you have to use to do that. But yeah, so we played on Superman 64. And the, the, I don't know, in those first couple of Sundays when we were playing that game, I don't know if it was just pure people's pure entertainment of seeing me go through that pain that a, that a mission was set up by a viewer of the show, Jai D, and moderator of the show, Matty Boo Twitches. Now... What they decided was, or I think it mainly came down to JD, but I think Matty was there as a soundboard, was uh, that they were going to put me through a month of hell. Now, in this month of hell, I would put a blind vote up. So I would put, I think there were three games, if I remember rightly, into a vote, because you guys love a vote. And they would just be random words, and if that's based upon Star Trek or Superman. Uh, There was possibly Transformers, I want to say. Sorry if I'm wrong there, guys. Uh, But yeah, so... um, Yeah, and then you would vote for different games. And every... So that meant that on the beginning of the next Friday stream, I had to start the stream with this terrible game. And uh, it went on for the whole of September and it was it was actually really good fun um it it made me swear a lot made me shout a lot um but it was really good fun we we played some terrible bloody games as well don't get me wrong like we played clay fighter 33 and a third or well that was what was voted for i went for the scotts cup because if you didn't know already it's the most expensive game that you can get as a collector um so i was like oh let's play it you know even though the, the likely the, us playing or playing against uh, we never got to play at, with him is uh, Earthworm Jim like like there was a little bit of a caveat of oh oh actually this is quite cool um, and then we started playing and it's shit <laughs> I don't know it's not terrible but it's it's definitely uh, it's not good um, one game that was just fundamentally crap like I, I mean like crap i mean there's no other way of putting this was transformers beast wars um i mean awful there's no other term for it it was terrible and people on this a lot of them will know that i'm not a huge fan of the transformers 
um, especially Hasbro, just trying to turn everything into a cash cow. Um, I, I, and everything being able to turn into a transformer. Um, <laughs> but look, take that to one side because there are some things that I see from transformers. I go, that makes sense. That's pretty cool. Um, take that out of the equation. This game fundamentally saw what a, a beat em up was meant to be and just went, let's rush out a game. And guess, guess who it was made by, ladies and gentlemen? Titus, the bane of my life. I'm going to be doing not this year. It's not this year. I believe it's next year. Um, so 2023, there will be a mini history of Titus uh, as we come up to a lot of those anniversaries in tw tw uh, 1998. Had a lot of games that came out, and one of those games penciled in <laughs> is another Titus game. We won't go into it, but we are doing a mini history of Titus to celebrate. <laughs> commiserate uh, that lovely game manufacturer um i mean like it was shite like there was a thing like this shootout thing like a mexican shootout where you just shot each other i mean it was just crap it was crap i'm not there's like there's no going about it it was cack you know i said clay fighter scum skirt wasn't great but it was it was doable um, and she that we played the last game was Xena Warrior Princess, which was actually all right. <laughs> the, the sprites were good. Um, it wasn't the most difficult beat-em-up you're ever going to play, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like, I was like, it's easy and you get bored of it pretty quickly, but it's, it's, it's playable and it's quite enjoyable for what it is for a TV show. You know, bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, so we we had awful games like that. But we we uh, the most unplayable game we played uh, during Pain Temper was the Hamster uh, Monogatari Monogatari uh, six to sixty four. Now that was like a um, Tamagotchi game. So uh, now we're not gonna say it was a terrible game because the thing was was we didn't know what we were doing not a translated version i look for a translated version you can't find one it's just you're hoping that we're keeping our hamster which we named sonic we were hoping we would keep him alive we were just hitting buttons we gave him a house and a water bowl i think that was like it was an achievement we gave him somewhere to live and somewhere to eat and i don't think he had water bottle so it was like okay we've got fundamentally two for two of the three important things here um but <laughs> it was it has to come out last out of that pain timber because of how it was just unplayable and but i still get asked now and sonic almost made it into character of the year because i still get asked now about what happened to sonic the hamster he's dead he's dead we saw you saw me kill him he died he died a death um <laughs> as well as the podcasts because we we've already done the best of the podcast but we we've recovered some terrible games in the podcast earthworm gym 3d i said that the noises the noises in that game oh my god i have to i had to play it with the volume switched off the music the noises that jim makes the baddies make it's oh my god it's like it's like the 
computer game equivalent of running your hands down a chalkboard and scratching. Oh, it was horrible and really not cool. Not cool. <laughs> and we had games that a lot of you hate as well. Um, like Neil, a uh, regular viewer and friend of mine, uh, he, uh, he really does not like Hybrid Heaven. Really doesn't like Hybrid Heaven. I don't think it's awful. Um, I don't think it's a masterpiece, but I don't think it's awful. And actually, I quite enjoyed ironically playing it. Um, another game that I actually enjoyed ironically playing, um, which will more like bring up in streams as well, is it was more was Mission Impossible. Dad, Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. Yes, he's stuck in there. He's stuck in. I just, I don't know why it was so much fun. Maybe it was you guys that made it fun, but I really enjoyed Mission Impossible. I thought it was really funny. I thought, it, well, it was, and maybe it was at the time. Look, I, I thought it was going to be, I've said this before, that I thought it was going to be a, um, uh, you know, a, a first person shooter like uh, GoldenEye. I did not know it was going to be an espionage game, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> um, another one, WWF Attitude. Um, yeah, the only game to lose 5 0. Um, playing that again um was hard <laughs> it was really hard to go back and play that um I, I i i found more enjoyment listening to the voice clips in that than i did the actual game itself <laughs> i i really 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 struggled and obviously superman 64 the glitchiest mess i have seen ever but but i wouldn't say the worst game of all time i don't think it look there are worse games out there than this it is the most irritating the most fundamentally like you're ripping out your hair i was not over exaggerating it's it's like you're ripping out your hair i wouldn't say it's the worst you know I, I'm just trying to... It, maybe when we come to the end of this, you know, the end goal is the last ever episode will be me ranking every single N64 game because by then we should have played and uh, reviewed uh, every single N64 game. So that is the last ever episode. That's the end goal. Um, we're way off that. <laughs> Don't worry about that yet. Um, but would I say it was the worst game of all time? Is it the worst game that I've ever played? No. <laughs> no, it isn't. Do you know what? No, it isn't the worst game I've ever played. It isn't. So, does it get a bad rap? Um, no, it deserves everything it gets, actually. Do you know what? It deserves everything it gets. Saving a f***ing child from snipers. No. Why do I need to... Do, does, oh, no, there's a tornado coming. Blow at it. Stop it from spinning. No. Why? Just every time but flipping Superman falls through the floor. Every time Superman is on the floor and you have to walk with him and he's walking at the snail's pace. Every time he's flying, going through those hoops. No. No. He deserves everything he gets. So let's go into... What game you thought was the worst game? Better bloody agree with me here. <laughs> it's like tearing up a plaster. Let's do this. So with 7% of the vote was Hamster. 
Uh, Monago Gatti, Gattery, uh, 64, with 7%. So a lot of you were like, I, I think you lot had a lot of love for Sonic, didn't you? You weren't playing it. It was impossible to play. Um, then we have WWF Attitudes in it with 10%. Transformers, Beast Wars. You see, there's too many, too many Transformers fans out there, 17%. But over <laughs> with 66% of the vote, 66% of the vote, the worst game we played in 2021 was Superman 64. <laughs> Did you? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'd agree with you. But do you know what? Go and grab something. Go and grab some drinkies. Let's come back. We'll do the last one, which is the game of the year for the stream. So here we go. The last awards, which was the best game we played on the stream. Ah, here we go, because we've done lots and a lot of this we've already visited. With the Ocarina of Time, custom robo completions. We had Doshin the Giant, which is still, you know what, he, he's, he's, he's not in this vote, but he bloody deserves to be, because I really enjoyed that game this year. <laughs> he narrowly missed out, but yeah, Doshin, I, I, fantastic game. And I, I will get the uh, GameCube one, yeah, he's on my watch list. Um... You know, as I said, Mission Impossible. I ironically enjoyed Mission Impossible this year. I really did. I really, really did. It made me laugh. We've we played it a couple of times now, and it's one of those games that I do love coming back to. Um, and it will be appearing on votes uh, throughout the year on the streams, because if you didn't know already, the Friday streams, it is your chance to draw a f vote. <laughs> <laughs> it's your chance to vote for a game we play and if you're part of the discord channel then you can you can come and choose those four games um but let's go let's go down the nomination so we had ocarina of time we had custom robo we had kirby 64 um kirby 64 is a game that could have easily been in get new games i love um i think that it's fun every time we play it. Like the combinations, as I've said in the podcast, those combinations of, you know, baddies that you can eat and com combining them together to give him new bloody uh, powers just it just brings joy to us all. And Kirby is one that is constantly asked for. Um, it, it will always be a part of the streams. It will always be a part of it. Um, don't you worry, Kirby's not going anywhere. I'm sure he'll crop up being on a Friday stream of com actually completing the game rather than just visiting the game. Um, it will happen. And then lastly, it was... Uh, one of the first things I did when setting up a stream was that I, I looked at other people, and believe it or not, I brainstorm. <laughs> I do this actually properly, you know. And I, I sort of have a brainstorming session by myself. I have a massive whiteboard behind me. And one of the things, sorry, in front of me, um, one of the things that I looked at was what works for other Twitch channels. And I sort of spent a week. 
I'm so corporate, aren't I? You can tell I work in the mobile phone industry. But I spent a week... <laughs> God, I sound really corporate now. I spent a week and I was like, what makes Twitch channels chick? Oh my God, I am one of those aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will get me a job in the industry. But anyway, no, I took it really seriously. I'm trying to emphasize that I took it really seriously. Not that I'm a corporate. I mean, like, 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 trying to take it really seriously. I was like, I literally was going, right, what makes it tick? And always the thing that made it, go, like, everything that I was looking at was going challenges. Um, what, what do I enjoy watching? challenges i like it when someone gives themselves an impossible task but it's it's not in top possible it's improbable so it's like you can just touch it if you jumped really high you were gonna touch it but if not you're gonna keep on missing it and you just miss it and it makes it makes everyone think oh he's almost hit that so <laughs> god that's God, you can tell I work in the sales industry, aren't you? Anyway, but no, that's what I was for. And I thought, well, if I find that entertaining, then other people will. What can I do? What would be my challenge? And do you know what, Misha? God bless you. You did send me that book of challenges, uh, which helps me out for other challenges. Because the one challenge I always thought to myself, what, what if I was to go on an episode of Games Master, what would be my challenge? <laughs> What would be something that would make people go, Oh, you can do that, can he? So I thought to myself, What about Lilac Wars? And Lilac Wars is a game. Or to our American friends, Star Fox 64. Lilac Wars is a game, and I'm not going to do too much justice because we've got mini history just around the corner. Um, that I've been playing since the... Uh, before I had an N64. So, the first time I saw Lilac Wars, I was with my friend Daniel. And he got his N64 uh, during the summer of 1997. And I was over at his house, and he obviously mouth opened wide, watching him play Mario sixty four. And then he had um, he had an, another game, which we will be talking about later this <laughs> later this year. So we're not going to talk about that too much. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he, he had another game which we played uh, multiplayer on as well. And uh, then we went off to the shops and we went into Eastley, uh, which was the village that I grew up in, was is bang smack in the middle between Winchester and Eastley. And we were, yeah, we we, we went into the WH Smiths and he purchased Lilac Wars. And we went back to his house and I think that was the whole summer of 1997 taken up. Would be, because I used to live... I've well, briefly lived uh, about sort of about a two-minute walk from Daniel. We walked for a forest. How how country can you get? I used to have to walk for a forest, and I was I was at Daniel's house. It was a chunky forest, even as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so 
I, I I would spend that whole summer of 97 over his house playing this game. Now, obviously, when I got my own version, uh, got my own N64, um, other games came and got went, and I, I never purchased it. Um, I, this is honest to God, I never purchased it. So I would borrow it off of people. I never got Lilac Wars. So I would borrow it off of people, and I would borrow it off of um my friend daniel and my friend will and i would i would say oh well swap this game and it was my most borrowed game literally i would go go can i borrow lilac was oh well i'll give you mario tennis or you know and where i had only had it for like let's say a couple of days or a couple of weeks i would have to get the most out of it so i was like okay so i'm, I'm gonna devote myself to this and i was like right I'm, i want to how how do you how do you mission accomplish every level? So I was literally mission accomplish every level. Oh well, I figured out how to mission accomplish every level. Oh, that, everyone always moaning about Acris. How how do you do Acris? Oh, we just button mash an Acris, as, as you should know by now. Just button mash, literally A B, and uh, doing a bow roll, and literally just that's how you complete the game. Literally just go ba 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 ba, and you do that all the way through, and just concentrate on where you're going and uh, bits where you need to pause and wait for things to go past you. Uh, which you get used to. But, yeah, so I became very good at Lilac Wars. Like, like the, the, the butt of this is, is I became really, really good at Lilac Wars. Like, stupidly good. So when I got my N64 out again, uh, it was one of the first games that I was like, right, I need to get this for a collection. I think it was more likely the first game that I added to the 20-odd games that I had at that time. Or even less, possibly. Um, it was the first game, and it was the first game that I put in, and it was the first game that I really devoted any time to. And I was like, right, can I do a mission accomplished again? And it, it took me a couple of days, but I finally got it, and I was like, right, can I, can I do this without losing a life? And that's how I always used to play the game, was I could not lose a life. If I lost a life, he was dead. Fox was dead. I had to start again. Um, I had to play it almost like a movie. So I was like, right, can I do... Do I lose a life? Yeah, I can do it this route route losing life. I can do it this route route losing life. I can do it this route route losing life. And I think with Sonus, I kept getting stuck on uh, with the um, uh, with the spotlights. And I was like, right, okay, so what? how do I need to... Let's get the spotlights. And then I would get to uh, Star Wolf. And uh, yeah, I, I would... Okay, so how do I do it? And then I, I, I did it. So to break the fourth wall... I did it before coming on the stream. <laughs> I did it before coming on the stream. And uh, I, d I did it um, about a month before I started doing the actual streaming itself. And so I thought, okay, this is how you do it. But I thought to myself, right, just don't take it so seriously. Because obviously, when, you, when you're doing it when you're not on stream, you're taking it very seriously. So every time that you saw me fail... That was because I was chatting to you guys. That was because I wasn't in pure silence, concentrating, going, I've got to turn left here, I've got to turn that there. So it was it was really weird because when I came on to do it with you guys, that was me learning how to play Lilac Wars perfectly, but chatting at the same time. That was really hard, <laughs> as you saw. Because later this last year, we finally did it. We finally did it. We got there. We completed it in its entirety. 
on mission accomplished and did not lose a life. It felt fantastic. So we come on to stream of the year. So in reverse order, both at 15%, we have Custom Robo and Kirby 64. Then second at 30%, we have Ocarina of Time or Legend of Arsewipe. But finally, fittingly, I would say from last year, Lilac Wars, Star Fox 64 is the best streamed game of the year. And I think it's that devotion that I gave to that game which made it so. And I, I bloody love playing that game and I will to the end of time so it will not be disappearing from that but ladies and gentlemen I hope you enjoyed that that was a bit of a different podcast this time around it is a nice way to say goodbye to what we've already done and lastly it's a good chance to say it's a new year we don't know what's going to happen this year but at the end of this, I will still be doing N64 Live. So don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. Hopefully, the main mission is just to get another at least 21 podcasts. That's all I want from this year. So we've got 20 more to do. <laughs> 20 more podcasts. I can do this. You got this, Cliff. That's all I want from myself. I'm not putting it out there for weekly. I'm hoping to go bi-weekly again. At that point, we should smash 21. I'm hoping to go back to whatever bi-weekly. But keep posted. Okay? I'll keep you posted. Obviously, work always has to come first. And as I said, I will be cutting down on what I'm doing. Um, So, thank yous. There's so many people on here that I want to say a direct thank you to. And if I do miss your name, I do. I haven't done it purposely. I do promise I have not done it purposely. I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you. But firstly, Matty, Stephen, Phil, Sarah and Benji, my mods on uh, the Twitch streams. Um, lots of you are OGs. Um, at least three of you are OGs. You've been there from the start. Um, and I just want to say a huge thank you. Um, you're always there when you I need links put up or <laughs> bots that are trying to make us famous uh, where they need to go away. Um, you're absolute, absolute stars, all of you. Uh, getting involved. Uh, Matty, a huge thank you for, you know, getting involved with Jai. Uh, so yeah, Jai as well, you know, getting involved with, uh, setting up the pain timber. That was really good. It's really nice to help somebody else's creativity. And I've really enjoyed that. So if you do have any ideas, um, Jai's got a pain timber. We've got another pain month coming up. It's coming. Um, <laughs> but if you've got an idea that you want to get involved with, with the podcast, then please just drop me an email. I loved it. I loved jai's engagement behind it and i love matty trying to help jai as well i i really enjoyed that um also the people that have joined me on my solo quest um this year so obviously as i said it was from last year but ross thank you very much for being my uh my uh guinea pig um pleasure love you lots man um and i'm more like to speak to you in a minute on whatsapp um amorpha pocket ninja you two are bloody lovely you two are amazing um and all couples can look to you and be aspired to be you um and i can't wait to, for you to come back on the podcast this year at some point 
Misha, Harry, thank you for being my uh, being involved with my first mini history. Um, in a minute, I will say a thank you to someone uh, that it was inspired by. But it, yeah, it was inspired by what somebody else did earlier last year. And uh, yeah, you guys were huge help with that. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the amount that was cut from that podcast because we just had the loveliest of chats. I can't wait to get both of you back on. Uh, hopefully in the future uh martin now and then 64 martin you know how much you mean to me thank you very much thank you for all the support you've given me and hopefully i've given at least one percent that back to you mate so thank you very much uh lastly are the uh ones that uh don't directly sometimes have an influence but they, they do have an influence uh to uh outside of the show itself first one is mr thomas campbell from cultaholic um and a, a history of sonic the hedgehog firstly it was the inspiration of a mini histories um his format that he created with that he was doing a podcast by himself i think that was a huge um relief of oh fuck, you can do this um so thank you very much for that obviously in april last year i appeared on a cultaholic stream to help him uh, with a, a bit of Zelda um, and also the Cultaholic community behind him as well. Uh, you guys have been absolutely massive help, so thank you very much. Um, you you make me smile. Uh, Cultaholic's a lovely place, lovely community. And do you know what? Uh, lastly, Tom, thank you very much for you know uh, being there to answer DMs. Uh, I really do appreciate that, mate. Uh, another one is James Jenkins. Uh, if he is listening to this, and I do know you listen to this, pal, uh, I know that you'll go me. But I mean, like you, whenever I've been involved, uh, nipped into your streams and things like that, you have obviously a bigger community than me. You don't have to say the lovely things that you have about the podcast. Uh, I so thank you very much. Uh, yet again, somebody that I aspire and look up to. So thank you very much, mate. I do really, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And lastly, out the big thank yous has to go to Mr. Ash versus. Uh, Ash is my soundboard. He is the guy that I irritate. Even more, Tom's, look, if Tom's ever listened to this, he goes, it irritates more than me. You get a message a month. If I don't message Ash a day, I think he'll think I'm dead. Um, so, yeah, no, t he's been a massive soundboard to me. A good friend as well. Um, helped me through a lot of shit, and he's always been there. Same with Matty as well, um, and Harry and Sarah. And you know, so many people that have helped me out through this year. But I, I just want to take the time on my own podcast to say, Ash versus you're a fucking legend. Your opinion of what is better, the SNES or the N64, may well be completely incorrect, but you are an absolute legend. And yeah, this thing would not be a thing without you, sir. So thank you. I, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart, Ash. Thank you if you are listening. Don't know if he ever does. He's only ever been part of one stream. And I don't actually know if he listens to the podcast. So this would be hysterical. If I don't hear anything back, then I'm like, well, he definitely don't, does he? <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, he knows what's happening under the podcast. So use him as a soundboard so much. Um, and lastly, the biggest, the biggest thank you that I can ever give is to you. 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 Yes, you. You shouldn't be doing that with that figurine. That, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Matty. <laughs> anyway, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Stop it. You shouldn't be doing that whilst listening to a podcast. Um... You listening this second, I just I just want to say a huge thank you to you. Like, 
I, I, I set myself a simple goal in life. I want to make one person smile. And I know that there's people on here that are listening from Australia. I know there are people on here listening from the United States of America. Ireland. Sweden. Yeah, I've had people stretch out from Sweden. I, 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 I like the UK where I'm based. The Bre- like from the completely uppy north to the completely downy south. I, I have had absolutely so much love and I don't deserve it. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you. You know, that's it's very much this podcast is a self-love podcast. It's nice that I haven't done any research for it. But, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, as long as it makes one of you smile, that's all that matters to me. As long as it inspires one person to go out and buy anything from a, a PlayStation 2 to a GameCube to a Game Boy Advance to a SNES. Yeah, you're not right. Uh, to the PlayStation, to the Saturn, to the Dreamcast. to There's so many great retro consoles out there. I just talk about the one I love. But if it inspires one of you just one of you to go out and start collecting for a retro console that's what matters because that's what ucp did to me that's what i want to do to one of you guys that sounds wrong anyway you're all legends so thank you and i will be back on the streams this sunday for our first completion run which will be on a proper cart, not translated, and not via a Switch, this game. Sin and Punishment. A game that I have waited almost 20 years to play. A game that I remember seeing in N64 magazine about 2000 it would have been uh, over the Christmas time quite possibly and getting pretty damn excited going oh that's a game for me. The first game that I went to like apart from Lilac Wars I thought I need to get that was sin, was sin and punishment how do i get it oh there's such a thing as an everdrive or i could get an og cart and the console i'll get the og cart and the console oh it's all english speaking i don't need a translated version fantastic yes ladies and gents i have held off i have held off for over a year i would say playing this bloody game because i wanted to do it with you lot we're gonna do it now Kickstart 2022, we're playing Sin and Punishment. So, next podcast, it's a battle for Jinjos! <laughs> I promise I have got other, I've got guests lined up. I literally have got guests. It's not all going to be battle for Jinjos, I promise. But we're going back to, if you didn't know about this console, the percentage of racing games versus any other flipping game is phenomenal and we need to start bashing out these uh racing games don't we so it's gonna see this game
Wipeout 64. And it will be facing off against... Dream G. Two games that say that they go liggity split, you know, like they're going really quickly. We're going to see how this works out, shall we? Shall we see? Shall we? What's going to win? Random spaceships or random space bikes? Which one? Which one? Oh, so look out for the vote for that. That will be going up uh, next week. We'll play about Wednesday. So keep your eyes peeled. Right. That's it. As I said, some big things to announce soon. Some really big things. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that would be nice. But without further ado, 2022, I shall see you all very, very soon. Now.